When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C O R R Y J O E L. And also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take on NFL Salary Cap and Contract Matters. The trading deadline is this upcoming Tuesday, November 1st at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. So we're going to focus on players that could be traded and teams which could be looking to upgrade talent buyers um, before the deadline. First thing we're going to do is recap a couple of trades uh, that have happened this week. The Jets acquired James Robinson from the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars for a conditional sixth-round pick that becomes a fifth. They could upgrade to a fifth-round pick after losing Brees Hall um, towards ACL um, in Jets' last game. Two other moves have been made. Uh, more significant moves uh, as well. The Chicago Bears traded uh, Robert Quinn, who led the NFC in sacks of 18 and a half last year, to the Philadelphia Eagles um, for a fourth-round pick. The um, Bears are going to assume most of the remaining balance of his $7.8 million salary. So the... Um, Eagles only picking up uh, 684444000 So the Eagles, so the um, Bears are going to eat $7,137,778 a salary, get a 2023 fourth-round pick in return. The last two years of his contract have been lopped off. He was scheduled to make $27 million over those next two years, 13 and 2023. 14 to 2024. Eagles lost Derek Barnett in the season opener, torn ACL. So this gives them another rotational pass rusher. So they've already got Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham. So much different dynamic for Robert Quinn. Uh, Playtime is going to go down. He's going to be in a rotation, and he won't see the type of defensive attention he was seeing in Chicago. And we also had the New York Giants uh, give up on 2021 first-round pick. Uh, Darius Toney, who was taken 20th overall, um, traded the wide receiver to the Kansas City Chiefs for a compensatory third-round pick in 2023 and a 2023 sixth-round pick. Um, He's been out with a hamstring issue. Gives Andy Reid another chess piece, explosive athlete. So 
giving another toy to Andy Reid. Kind of the richer getting richer in both these cases because the uh, Chiefs look like they're going to win or at least have a good head start on the AFC West and the Eagles are the only undefeated team in the NFL. Um, Tony, uh, under contract through 2024, also fifth-year option. Um, the Chiefs are going to take on the remaining $784,431 of his base salary this year. Then the following two years, there's a little over $4.4 million. That's a little over one nine in 2023 and 2.53 in 2024. So for basically a little over two and a half years plus a fifth year option 2025, that the um, Chiefs have them for about 5.22 million. Now, this is in addition to the Chris McCaffrey trade, which is the folks of last week's podcast. So we're having a lot of movement. Ahead of the actual trading deadline. So we'll see if uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg or most of the uh, trades have been done. And it's going to be a rather quiet Monday and Tuesday uh, uh, before the 4 p.m. Eastern deadline on November 1st. Now, teams I don't expect to be buyers, if you are... Bring up the rear division, and it looks like you're not going to make the playoffs. Typically, you are not buyers. So, that would be the Houston Texans, who have one win. The Jacksonville Jaguars are 2-5, and five, but probably better than the record indicates. Uh, the Denver Broncos are 2-5. and five. If they drop to 2-6 and six by losing to uh, Jacksonville uh, in the Sunday morning game um, in London... Somebody's going to be two and six. One of those two teams that maybe they go into fire sale mode. Detroit Lions have one win. Uh, the Carolina Panthers knocked off a reeling Tampa Bay Buccaneers team by running the ball down their throat. They're two and five. They got rid of Christian McCaffrey. They could be sellers. Cleveland, uh, not the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Chicago Bears are three and four. Nobody expect them to be three and four. They're not going to be buyers. Now, I want to mention two guys off of these teams that I – there's chatter about whether they could get traded or speculation. Roquan Smith, who got emotional when Robert Quinn was dealt because he was talking to the media at the time when he found out, had the uh, acrimonious uh, contract negotiations, requested a trade, wasn't granted during his hold-in. I don't think he's getting traded for a couple of reasons. One – He's having a doing what he needs to do in the contract year. I have a feeling the Bears haven't given up on trying to sign him. Could always stick a franchise tag on him, which would be right around twenty point five million. Off ball linebacker has not been franchised since two thousand eleven. That was David Harris by the Jets. But he is their best defensive player, probably the best player on the team. Uh their asking price would be steep. Um knowing that you can stick a franchise tag on him and the compensation for Unmatched offer sheet would be two first-round picks. Nobody gets two first-round picks for a franchise player, but it's going to be more than a first-round pick. Nobody's going to pay. I shouldn't say nobody. I'd be shocked if somebody gave Chicago a first-round pick for Roquan Smith uh, this year. 
Uh, now, Laramie Tunsil, uh, a lot of teams need left tackles, and he's a Pro Bowl caliber left tackle who looks like he's going to go to the Pro Bowl or this new incarnation of what you call this Pro Bowl celebration. He's going to get honors the way he's playing. Maybe the only guy on that Texans team. Too complicated of a deal. 2023 is his contract year. Um, he's scheduled to make uh, $18 million. 18.5 in 2023. They've already converted um, 16.815 million of the 18 million he was supposed to make this year. So it only leaves someone with needing $575,000 worth of cap room to acquire him. When they got him from Miami, it was for more than two first-round picks. Left tackle is a premium position, so someone's going to have to give up. I would suspect probably multiple first-round first-round picks maybe more, and then worry about paying him when he signed his extension right around the draft in um, 2020, made him the first $20 million per year offensive lineman at $22 million per year. He's going to want to reclaim his position as the highest paid um, offensive lineman. So that's probably more of an off-season thing, whether – Houston decides he's part of the building block for presumably the quarterback of the future. They draft if they're going to be right up there picking in the top three, top five. You want to have a left tackle. It's going to have a cap number of $35 million with the Texans next year, so that could be an interesting negotiation. But just want to get that out there before. Turning to teams and players that could be uh, – Potential uh, trade candidates. Now, there are three NFC teams I suspect will be trying to make moves. The Rams were in the uh, hunt for Christian McCaffrey, were outbid by the 49ers. They've got that left sneed F them picks philosophy where their premium picks they don't keep, but they do have a pretty good complement of picks between the date, mostly comprised of day three picks, compensatory picks. But we know they're looking for a running back. They need to do something about that running game. Running game is not good. They got tons of holes. and You probably only fill one through trade. Running game's not good. Um, they lost Joseph Noteboom, the left tackle. To, towards Achilles. Haven't, they don't get to the quarterback like they did last year. They really miss Von Miller, um, who is with the uh, Buffalo Bills, went there in free agency. But to me, the next best running back to McCaffrey would be Kareem Hunt. And something about Kareem Hunt I've never understood. He won the rushing title as a rookie in 2017. Had got released middle of season, the second year, because of the domestic violence incident. Uh, goes to Cleveland, and when he's a restricted free agent, for the life of me, I don't understand from a pure football standpoint why you don't play out your RFA year and leave. Why do you sign a three year deal at that point when Nick Chubb is in front of you? Because you're never going to be. The guy who won the rushing title with Nick Chubb there. Now, in the preseason, inexplicably, he wanted a new deal or to be traded. 
But why are you talking new deal with Cleveland when Nick Chubb is in the first year of a three-year deal averaging $12.2 million per year? So he's in a contract year. Um, between his base salary and these two roster bonuses he has in his contract, cap charge for him is going to be about 3.1. The Rams have about $4.5 million in cap room. To me, he could get their running game going, and it shouldn't cost any more than a fourth-round pick to obtain Hunt. The Rams don't have a fourth-round pick, though, because that went to uh, the Patriots in a 2021 preseason trade. The 2023 fourth-round pick was part of the uh, Sony Sony Michelle pick. They also don't have a fifth-round pick because they've done business with the Browns, and that went to uh, the Browns for cornerback Torrey Hill during this year's NFL draft. They should get two compensatory fifth-round picks, though. Now, maybe a backup plan is Cam Akers wants out. He's not playing for personal reasons. So, one way or another, he's probably gone. You got $650,659 of salary left for him for the rest of the year. And what I probably should have said earlier is when you're acquiring a player, at the trading deadline, which will be after week eight's games, that you have to have enough cap room to take on the remaining balance of his base salary and any other salary components in the contract. So that's 10 eighteenths of base salary, um, plus if there are any per-game roster bonuses or anything like that, and then whatever else is in the contract after this year. If you can't get Kareem Hunt, I might poke around Minnesota if I'm the Rams because Acres, that's not there needs to be a change of scenery and Alexander Madison is in a contract year just a player for player swap $536,111 is what's left on his contract this year he's backing up Dalvin Cook Acres is under contract for another year so that would give the Vikings a backup running back behind Cook next year Madison gets a chance to, and he's not Kareem Hunt, to jumpstart his career, maybe the Rams offense at the same time. And this is intriguing for another reason, that Kevin O'Connell, who's the Rams offensive coordinator the last two years, is the Vikings head coach. Both guys know the offense. Vikings have other needs, like maybe cornerback, but not even cap space. They got five, a little under five hundred thousand dollars of cap space. Five, yes, five hundred thousand dollars. They're under the cap, and these cap numbers I give you for teams will be according to NFLPA data. So, if they were able to swing this trade, they'd pick up about one hundred fifteen thousand dollars of cap relief and have a guy for next year. But um, the Rams don't go running back. As I said, Joseph Note booms out for the year. They just signed. Ty Niseki off of the Colts pack practice squad. He's 36. But I might start poking around other areas for a left tackle. And there are two that come to mind in particular. Andre Dillard with the Philadelphia Eagles and Isaiah Wynn with the uh, New England Patriots. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Andre Dillard was supposed to be the left tackle of the future. He was a 2019 first-round pick, but that kind of went out the window when Jordan Mulata beat him out in 2021 in preseason, and they gave him an extension. So they didn't pick up the fifth-year option. So, Dillard is going to be free. You're going to need a little over $1.2 million to take the bulk of his contract for the rest of the year. Problem is, Philadelphia is going to probably want something ridiculous for him. In terms of compensatory picks, the best you can do for anybody is a third-round pick in 2024 free agency. That's the back of the third round, basically top of the fourth round. But they're going to want more than that, so that may be a problem. Same thing with New England, with Isaiah Wynn. Um, he's got $5.875 million left on the fifth-year option that he's playing under for the $10.413 million fifth-year option. He's moved from left tackle to right tackle and ain't been pretty. Uh, doesn't, probably doesn't have a future in New England. So I'd be more willing to give higher compensation for when than Dillard, um, if I'm from the Rams, but the math doesn't work given where the Rams are cap wise. They don't have enough to cover Wynn's remaining salary, so New England has to eat some of that, or the Rams have to start restructuring contracts. But they need help pass rusher as well. Uh, they need something. I think they had 12 sacks for the year. Uh, Broncos GM George Payton called. Bradley Chubb, a core player. He's playing under fifth-year option for, uh, I think it's $13.926 million. So there's a little over 7-7 of salary left for him. He's got five and a half sacks. His problem is he's durability has been his issue. So last year, Von Miller came over for Denver, older guy, Chubb. Fifth-year option in his prime. That was 2022 second and third round picks. Denver eight nine million of Miller's remaining salary of a little over 9.7 million. Maybe if you do something like that, the compensation would be similar to Von Miller's trade. You could have the uh, option of franchising uh, Bradley Chubb. If you try to do an extension, he's probably thinking, hey, I'm at five and a half sacks in seven games. I'm going to go hit double-digit sacks. So we're talking first number would be a two. 
and I mean as in, in the extension. So we're talking 20 million per year plus. Um, now, if you want to go more affordable, older pass rusher, maybe it's Jerry Hughes. Um, he's 34, has four sacks this season for the Texans that are going nowhere fast. You need basically $1.4 million for the rest of the year for Jerry Hughes. Tampa Bay Buccaneers probably have to do something. The Buccaneers are in the worst division in football. They lost to the uh, Ravens on Thursday night football to fall to three and five. If normally if you're three and five, you're going nowhere fast. You're not. You're particularly <laughs> if you've lost five of your last six games. Start out two and zero. Wheels are falling off. The uh, biggest problem is the interior of the offensive line. Really need to address left guard more than anything else. So they got other holes too. Running game's terrible. Lost Shaq Barrett, Barrett, the best pass rusher, to an Achilles tear. Haven't replaced Rob Gronkowski with him retiring. So there are a lot of holes on this team, but left guard's an issue. There are some guys who could be an upgrade, but not game changers, like Jackson Carmen, Bengals 2021 second-round pick. He's been a healthy scratch the last five games. He was beaten out by 2022 fourth-round pick Cordo Olsen for that job. It was a little bit of a surprise, but you need $554,797 cap space to acquire him. And the Buccaneers have a little under 3.6 of cap space. So that's an easy one. Dalton Risner, the left guard, in Denver's in a contract year. Yeah, you need about one five of cap space for him. They have Graham Glasgow, who could come off the bench and move in to play. Also, Ravens 2021 third round pick being Cleveland. Um, you'd need a little over $488,000 for him. Hadn't played a snap this season. Started four games in 2021. Can't imagine that this would take anything more than a uh, day three, fifth round pick, fifth to seventh round to get any of these three, although I suspect Denver would drive the hardest, bar- the hardest bargain. With uh, Carmen and Cleveland, since they are both draft picks, they would be under contract uh, through 2024 as 2021 draft picks, and you'd have Carmen for... Shade over three million for those two years, and Cleveland for just under two point four million. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. As I said earlier, um, there's a hole in Tampa's offense because of Rob Gronkowski's retirement. 
So the I, ideally for Tampa, uh, they could probably might Gasicki away from Miami because he's not the long-term option at tight end. They stuck a franchise tag on him for ten point nine three one million, but he doesn't block well enough for what new head coach Mike McDaniel wants in his offense. Before Drum Smythe hurt his hamstring and he's now come back, the uh, playtime was like a sixty forty split in favor of Smythe. Gasicki's really a Oversized wide receiver. Now, Tampa, a little over 3.5 cap room. He's got a shade under 6.1 left on his contract. They would probably want more compensation than anybody's willing to give. I'd peg it at minimum second-round pick, so he's probably not going anywhere. I'd sniff around Tennessee um, if you're going to go the tight end route with Austin Hooper. Signed him to a one-year deal for $6 million. Um, all but his minimum salary is in signing bonus. So that was $4.965 million in signing bonus. So there's $575,000 left. Tennessee runs the ball, runs the ball, runs the ball. Um, the first option is Derrick Henry. Second option is Derrick Henry. The third option is Derrick Henry. And Hooper's their best pass-catching tight end. They don't play him. He's third in tight end snaps um, when they beat the Colts last um, on Sunday, week seven. He's team's leading receiver, 56 yards. This season high for him. Normally, it's been if he catches any passes, it's one per game. I'd poke around there. Another option that may have the most potential would be Denver. And their tight end situation, they've got, I think, five tight ends on the roster, which is just crazy you'd have that many tight ends and Albert Oko Webinom was supposed to be their tight end <laughs> he's now been a healthy scratch the past couple of weeks since the, one of the third round picks from this year Greg Dolcic came off of IR so he was a 2024th round pick he's under contract next year for 1.01 million and only costs shade under five hundred thousand dollars for him, four hundred ninety-seven thousand two hundred twenty-two dollars. So, either one of these two guys, you're probably talking like a six-round pick to obtain one of them. But there's a lot of different ways Tampa could go, and you're probably only going to fill one hole um, through a trade if they didn't play in the worst division in football, and they've got Tom Brady at quarterback, then they might not be someone who would be looking to upgrade. Now, another team that was a favorite preseason to come out of the NFC is the Green Bay Packers. And they're 3-4 and four for the first time, under 500 after seven games for the first time in the 15 years Aaron Rodgers has been starting quarterback. They've won the NFC North the past three years with 13 wins. Um, they were... Expected to run away with it again. That's not happening. Um, the Vikings are in first place, 5-1. and one. They already have as many losses this year as they had all last year, and they're staring 3-5 and five in the pay- face because they play the Buffalo Bills next. Now, Aaron Rodgers is already imploring them publicly to do something. Um, by that, I mean probably wide receiver. He's, if you do nothing... And Green Bay doesn't have a history 
of making trading deadline moves, <laughs> then he's going to be more of an unhappy camper than he already is. And if that happens, it wouldn't surprise me if Aaron Rodgers just walks away next year, either says, I'm going to play football, but you're going to have to trade me, and you got more drama to deal with. But anyway, there are several directions Green Bay could go at wide receiver, and I'm going to focus only on wide receiver for them. One option that's intriguing to me is Brandon Cooks, um, who's been traded three times in his career so far. Last time was when the Rams dealt him in 2020 before the draft for a second-round pick. They gave up Cooks in a 2022 fourth-round pick for the Texans. Now, the Texans gave him a two-year contract extension in April. Um, most of this year's money was in a signing bonus, so to get him for the rest of the year, you only need $622,222. That's not the problem. And the Packers can fit that easy because they have a little over 6'4 cap room. The question is, he's got $35 million in the next two years, and his 2023 base salary of $18 million was fully guaranteed in the extension. So compensation wouldn't be anything close to what it was um, this last time around, but we've seen some interesting trade compensation with wide receivers near the trading deadline in recent years. Um, we got the Tony trade this year for a third and a six, which kind of informs the market. But in the past, we had uh, Muhammad Sanu go for a second round pick, Golden Tate go for a third round pick, older guys. Given the whole contractual situation, I wouldn't want to give up more than a fifth unless you get the Texans to eat more money by converting some of that 2023 base salary on the way out the door. And there's only so much they can do. So it's really not going to work unless they're going to start restructuring contracts. They got like one-six of cap, one-seven of cap room. So you're probably going to have to be comfortable taking on that $18 million fully guaranteed base salary if anyone wants Brandon Cooks. Now, I would also look at uh, Chase Claypool, who has been supposedly available since the preseason, and Pittsburgh wants rumored to want an arm and a leg for him. Um, he was taken in 2020 as a second-round pick, 49th overall, so they'd want more than that. Now, the thing about him is it costs $673,000 uh, for this year. Claypool's under contract beyond that. As a 2020, uh, 2023, he's got a salary of a little over one It's probably going to escalate because he's probably earned – the proven performance escalator, so it's really probably going to be about probably pushing three. Another guy I might look at is Jerry Judy in Denver. Um, their 2020 first-round pick. This makes sense from the standpoint it would be a seamless transition into the offense because Nathaniel Hackett is a head coach who's Green Bay's offensive coordinator the last three years. Um, you need a little over 1-1 for the rest of the year. You'd have a small sample size to determine whether you'd want to pick up his 2024 uh, fifth-year option. You'd have him under contract for 2023 um, as well. But that becomes a question, do you want to pick up the fifth-year option? Um, so you'd have a little bit of an opportunity uh, to decide that. Um, he's making almost 2-7. 
next year. So that's still very cost-contained. I'd also be sniffing around the Saints. Um, Marquez Callaway was their leading receiver last year by default because Michael Thomas was out all year for an ankle injury, and they traded with Philly and gave up this year's 2023 first-round pick, which where they are, it's going to be, they keep doing what they're doing. It's potentially a top-five pick to move up, take Chris Olave, um, sign the Jarvis Landry. The receiving core is not healthy, but Callaway's a fourth receiver when everybody's healthy. And it takes just under $500,000 for him for the rest of the year. He's an RFA after the year, so there's a 2020 undrafted free agent. You could stick a tender of what projects to $2.629 million. That's if the cap's $225 million, where you'd have matching rights for him um, if you wanted to retain him beyond this year. You might want to look at New England as well. Um, Nelson Aguilar, you need $5 million for the rest of the year. That's the rest of his remaining salary. I'd want the Patriots to pay some of that. For since he'd probably just be a 10-game rental unless you make the playoffs. And these are really like for Callaway and Aguilar, we're talking day three pick. More so for Callaway than Aguilar unless you're eating salary. Judy, I would think, would go for more than Tony. Tony was a third and a sixth, so Judy's probably more than that. So that may be um, some directions they could go. Or you could start looking at the Jets for like a Denzel Mims, who's wanted out, doesn't kind of the odd man out up there. And you'd only need 613000 for him for the rest of the year. He's a 2020 second round pick under contract next year for basically uh, $1.35 million now. There are other teams that probably should be um, in the market. We know Buffalo kind of kicked the tires on McCaffrey, so they might be in the market for running back and the running backs we mentioned previously. Maybe Cam Akers straight up trade him there um, for a late-round pick. I'd get in the Kareem Hunt sweepstakes, or I might investigate what's going on in Chicago with David Montgomery. He's in the final year of his contract. Khalil Herbert has been their most effective running back. You'd only you'd need 1.55 million for the rest of the year um, for him. Buffalo just has a shade over two million in cap room is the problem. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to go the Melvin Gordon route. Uh, he was in a timeshare with Javante Williams before he tore his ACL and he's out for the year. But then they brought. Latavius Murray off the street and played him in front of him. Gordon's had a uh, fumbling problem this year. He's under contract, one-year deal at $2.5 million. You'd need a little over one three for the rest of the year between his base salary and his um, almost $150,000 in per-game roster bonuses. But maybe Buffalo's going to look at a receiver. They don't have a reliable third receiver. Some of the guys we were mentioning, I was mentioning with Green Bay would be applicable to uh, Buffalo. So they might be someone um, in that market. Now, one of the teams that made a trade earlier um, this week that 
no one really anticipated being this successful. Giants are six and one. You can say what you want about how the wins look, but they close out games. They're all one score games, but they win. So that's all that matters. You don't get style points. The receiving core doesn't scare anybody. I would imagine if they could, they'd probably try to pawn Kenny Galladay off on someone, but he's got a $13 million base salary uh, this year. So that's basically a little over 7-2 for the rest of the year. They'd have to eat some of that. (laughs) Then next year, he's got a $4.5 million roster bonus that was guaranteed on the third day of this year. And given what he doesn't do, he's got a knee problem. But he also expressed the good attitude that he was looking forward to coming back and contributing to a team that's 6-1. and one. But if they're going to go receiver for the Giants, the one guy I'd keep an eye on is Jerry Judy for one reason. Head coach Brian Dayball was Alabama's offensive coordinator in 2017. And I've always said familiarity brings comfort. And he knows Judy. You got an extra third and sixth round pick. You could package the third or your own third. And you probably need more than the sixth to go get Judy. I might go tight end because you were already thin there to begin with before uh, Daniel Bellinger suffered that serious eye injury and is out um, indefinitely. So I might look at the couple of guys I mentioned with the Titans, um, Austin Hooper. Um, I might uh, look at him and Albert Oku Webinom as well. I'd look at those two guys. Um, that may be a direction for the Giants to go um, if they're deciding to get into the uh, market. Now, San Diego is another team to me. Not San Diego, excuse me. The Los Angeles Chargers. I still do that, have that slip. But the uh, Chargers now have a potential hole in, uh, in the secondary because J.C. Jackson is out for the year for knee injury. So they might go corner. They invested in the interior of the defensive line and free agency, but they still have a hard time stopping the run. So maybe they're looking at linebacker instead. Maybe they go linebacker if they're going to do anything. And I said I don't think Roquan Smith gets traded, although Brandon Staley was once on the staff in Chicago. And they're swinging for the fences right now. Um, with all the, they're active in free agency, traded for Khalil Mack. But um, in terms of linebacker, Shaq Thompson may make sense. He's probably not going to be in Carolina next year. Most of his $12 million salary was converted into signing bonus in March, so you need 622000 for the base, and he's got another 250 in per-game roster bonuses. So it's 872000 basically. It's under contract next year for 13.16. Maybe you do what um, Philadelphia did with Robert Quinn. Maybe you want to have the flexibility to try to get him to take a pay cut. But I can't imagine that'd be that 
let's say like fifth round pick maybe for him. Now, if you're going to go secondary, then you've got some ways you could go. Um, William Jackson was rumored to want to go someplace to play man-to-man, and then he's saying, I want to stay. But that might be a way to go in secondary. Um, the Chargers have $3.9 million in cap space. He'd take up basically 3.25 for the rest of the year, and he's under contract next year for 12.75. 2.5 million is a third day of the league year roster bonus. Um, maybe you look at um, a Sidney Jones one-year deal with the Seahawks for 3.6 million. Tariq uh, Woolen, Mike Jackson, Kobe Bryant, the youth movement. He's kind of the odd man out. You need 1.3 between the 900 base salary and the $400,000 in per game roster bonuses for him. Or maybe it's a Brees Hall um, with the Jets that's kind of the odd man out. Between DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner, um, he's 2025th round pick. You need 497000 and some change for this year, and he's under contract next year for $1.01 million. Um, so... That may be a way for the Chargers to go because after narrowly missing the playoffs, I know they've been decimated by injury this year, that they're a team which might make a move. Now, the Bengals have lost Jamar Chase, who is Joe Burrow's favorite receiver, for hip injury, which could, which is estimated to be four to six weeks. Now, whether they put him on IR or not remains to be seen. And... They, are, they have other holes as well. DJ Reader's out interior defensive line. We'll see if he comes back. Could probably use another cornerback. If you want to swing for the fences for interior defensive line, that'd be Deron Payne, who I don't think is going to get re-signed. Washington with the commanders because you're already paying um, Jonathan Allen $18 million per year, and then you got to worry about the edge rushers. Um, it's some long-term planning. Chase Young and Montez Sweat. He's on a fifth-year option. You need four point seven three eight million for him. And the Bengals, from a cap standpoint, only have three five. Plus, I think the compensation they'd want too cost prohibitive. Kansas City um, just made the trade for uh, Tony. I thought corner might be a way they might go instead. Recently restructured the contract for Travis Kelsey to kind of get him through the end of the year. And now they've still got about $3.4 million of cap space. And the one thing about these teams as receiver, somebody's going to sign Odo Beckham Jr. I don't know where he's going to go. Von Miller swears he's going to uh, Buffalo that really needs a third receiver. So we'll see. But that's uh, my look at some things that could happen before the trading deadline, potential teams that could be in the market and players that could be on the move. Um, don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, that's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-L. And also read my regular CBSSports.com, calling agents taking me for salary cap and contract matters. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you back